Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, haha. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's get the music out the way real fast. Acting U.S. Navy Secretary Thomas Modley told the crew of U.S. aircraft carrier Theodore.
right. It was, yeah. I changed it up a little bit today. All right, y'all. Welcome to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk. How y'all doing out there this wonderful Monday afternoon? Another day in the lockdown, quarantine, stay safe, stay home and safe, whatever the heck you want to call it. Hey, that's what we all doing, right? <laughs> well, most of us anyway, not all of us, you know. But some of us just hard here. We can't stay in one spot too long, start going stir crazy. Ah! Just say the least. All right, anyway, welcome to the show. Let's say before I'm your host, Mr. Talk. And I got another show for you today. And, you know, it's just the same old, same old. Nothing really going on. Well, there's a lot going on, but nobody's talking about anything but COVID-19. Yeah. And um, if you like most people by now, you're kind of tired of hearing, uh, hearing about this stuff. You know what I mean? So we're going to do what we're going to do. We're going to have us another great show. We're going to talk a little bit about the political scene. We're going to talk a little bit about the Navy captain that was uh, relieved of duty. And, um, yeah, I got a lot to talk about on that one there because I kind of understand what that, cap- that that commander was feeling that day. And, uh, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, let's see. We're going to talk about that man that's sitting up there in the White House uh, <laughs> some of the things he's doing. Hey, y'all know me. I try and keep it keep it real. And if he's doing good stuff, I say he's doing good stuff. But if he's screwing up, hey, you got to call it as you see it, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, for those that are about to say, oh, Lord, here we go, another Trump buster. No, 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 because I'm not affiliated with any party. And, you know, I I, I don't get in with the, the the normal rhetoric when it comes to political correctness and all that good stuff. I, I really care less about anything like that. <sighs> and honestly, unlike some of you, you know, I try to give it a, a, a big picture type of view there. But teach is on, right? Teach is on. <laughs> That's all I can say. But anyway, let's, let's, let me tell you how you be a part of the show because I, I want to hear what you have to say today. Um, as always, but especially today, being that there's really not much to talk about. Uh, well, not much to talk about, but I want to hear some of the thoughts, what's on your mind out there. And let me tell you, the easiest way to do it, just give me a call at 347-838-8622. Once again, that's 347-838-8622. Chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. Uh, if you want to, you can hit me on uh, Twitter at DrivenForLife62. And let's see, what else? Instagram at EricJackson201. Okay? So those are all the ways you can talk to me. And, oh, yeah, let's not forget Gmail. Uh, my email is EricLet'sTalk, L-E-T-S, at gmail.com. So that's it. Simple. You want to talk to me? You want to send me a message? Uh, go right ahead. Go right ahead. I'm more than happy to talk to you on this wonderful Monday afternoon. All right. Now, with that being said, let's get down to the nitty-gritty here. Um, Big thing going on as of the last hour. Well, let's back up. Well, we know that Bernie Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, was running for the Democrat nomination for the Democratic Party to see who's going to run against Trump for the presidency. Well, last week, 
Oh, Bernie said, oh, well, enough of this crap. I guess he done made enough money from um, contributions and stuff. And he wasn't going to win anything, so he he dropped out the race. Well, a little while ago, he decided to go ahead with the rest of the dummy dummies, dummy Democrats, and endorse Joe Biden. Yay! Everybody going, yay! Well, not everybody. A lot of people going, yay! Now we can unify the Democratic Party. Wait, not so fast. Not so fast. <laughs> and here's why it is it, not as, as simple as it seems. Because regardless Bernie endorses Biden, that doesn't necessarily mean that Bernie's followers are going to jump right in and vote for Biden. Let's be honest. It's not going to happen. Um, so this, this is going to create a very interesting dynamic when it comes to the Demo- Democrat Party. And the bottom line is, is Joe Biden going to have enough, enough votes to actually defeat Bernie? I don't know. I mean, to defeat Trump. I don't know what I'm thinking about Bernie. I, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. And it's going to be interesting. And because of what's going on with this pandemic in the country, you know, this political atmosphere is a little different from the normal rigor run debates and uh, rallies and all that because you don't have all that. And right now, only person you're seeing pretty much is Trump. And the only way you get to see him when he does this little quote-unquote briefs in the afternoon. Now, let's, let's talk about those briefs. Now, they started out as maybe briefs somewhat, but basically what they have turned in right now is to into um mini rallies. Only thing missing is the crowd, you know, bah, yeah, 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 you know, cheering on everything he says at the last minute. You know, but you have the re- the reporters out there and they're questioning him. And as you can see, as normal he hasn't changed any. You can ask him a question that puts him on the spot, he attacks. He attacks. Now, are some of the questions that's being asked fair? And kind of 50-50, you know, but some of them are legitimate. Some of them are legitimate. They are. Like the ones about the drug he keep pushing. This uh, cyclocline or whatever the heck it is. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that drug right there, the uh, malaria slash lupus drug. And he continues to push that. Well, there were some reports came out last week that Michael Cohen, y'all, y'all remember him, the former lawyer who ended up being indicted and sent to jail, you know, uh, paid, was paid um, a lot of money so the drug company that made this drug would have access to, would have access to the president, <laughs> which, you know, kind of puts a, a interesting, interesting uh, look on this, on this whole Think of the president pushing this drug. Um, um, but the bottom line is, only thing these briefings have turned into now are mini rallies for the president. That, that's all they are. You know, he's really not talking about anything that's really sufficient as far as the nation, the fixing the nation, except for what's written for him, and he can't even read that properly. Besides jumping off and going into one of his little rants or what have you, uh, or making a little 
uh, comments about this person, that person, this group, that group, you know, just as it's right, to keep his base um, in touch, in touch with, with, with what he believes. That, that's what's going on. Now, on the other side, Biden is, is just being quiet for the most part. You really haven't heard any much things from him, you know, and if we know people, <laughs> you know, out of sight, out of mind, sometimes it's not a good thing, especially when you're running for the top office in the country. Okay? So, so uh, uh, with that being said, it, it's going to be interesting coming up to the, uh, coming up until to, to this election. And, you know, the president, you know, he's got a problem with mail-in votes, but which is interesting because the military has been doing absentee balloting, mailing their ballots in for years. There's been no problem with that, besides some of them don't get counted. But is, is, is that the fault of anybody in particular? I don't know. Maybe some of them just arrived late. <laughs> you know, but there's a system set up that is supposed to deal with that. That's why it takes so long for the, the election to be actually verified, because they're supposed to be waiting on those Epstein ballots to be counted. Well, we all know from, from experience that uh, that just doesn't happen. It, it it doesn't happen. So, you know, we talking about mail-in ballot. If this this um, stay at safe at home thing continue, it's gonna be real interesting. You know, because that's a lot of a lot of mail that's gonna have to be to have to take place. It'll be sent through a, a, a organization that's actually in trouble right now. I know many of y'all probably don't don't know this, but the, the United States Postal Service is in in dire need of funds. So, so, yeah, yeah, you know, they just they had um, a loan from the government here recently to get them through uh, the spring. Now they're coming up where they may not make it to September without any more funding. And, of course, you know, you know who has said screw the United States Postal Service, you know, because Congress is right now working on a, a another stimulus packet and they want to put in um some funds for the United States Postal Service. Well, the United States Postal Service, you know, they need it, okay? They need it. But the president is like, if you put it in there, I'm not signing it. Anything to help the United States Postal Service, I am not signing it. <sighs> now, that, that brings, to, brings us to another question. Why is, does he have a big problem with the United States Postal Service? Well, apparently... It goes back to his little, and y'all know this president has a lot of feuds with a lot of people. And, of course, this one goes back to the CEO of Amazon. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, Amazon. <laughs> Which is crazy. Jeff Bezos. Yeah, yeah. Because apparently he feels the United States Postal Office is not charging Amazon enough money to uh, for shipping. For shipping costs. And of course, you know, him and Bezos have been going back and forth at each other. And, and it, it's just crazy. It's like a, a tit for tat type of thing right now. And the president is using his office as a, a, a not an obstacle, but an instrument to, to you know, uh, get back at individuals, which is nothing new for this president. We, we, we know this. Uh, he recently filed a, a watchdog for uh, Inspector General, 
right? Because the inspector general uh, didn't uh, say the whistleblower complaint wasn't legal or wasn't relevant. You know, so he blamed this guy. <laughs> he blamed this guy for the impeachment process by the Democrats. And, I mean, it, it, it's it's one of those things that's so simple but yet so dumb. It really is. This is not what you're supposed to be doing as the president of the United States. Okay? You're fine firing people. And why are you firing? Because you don't want them watching over the money that's, you know, to make sure it's getting where it's supposed to be. What's, if the money is, supposed to, is doing what it's supposed to do. Now, of course, the Trumpers, the, the pro-Trumpers are like, yeah, that's what he's supposed to do. And I, no, no, no. That's why this country has a, a, a thing of checks and balances, just for this purpose, just for this purpose. But if you have someone such as who's in office right now that is always trying to manipulate that system, then what good is the system? What good is the system? <laughs> it, it's purposeless. It, it really is. So, that is what's going on, um, basically in the political house, uh, however you want to see it. But back to this this colloquine, cyclo, I mean, cycloquine, or whatever the heck it is, this medicine that he keeps pushing out. Um, I was just reading earlier today that in Brazil, they stopped the trials they were doing with this medication because what they found was, given the, the colloquine in large doses was creating heart issues with patients. Now, now I know some of you say, well, just don't give them large, give them the, the smaller cases. Well, with, with the smallest doses, there really was no yes or no answer to this thing of whether it really could um, counteract the effects of, of COVID-19. So in Brazil, the doctors and researchers say, okay, we just stopped the trials completely. I think they tried it on 81 patients. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, it was like 81 patients. You know, and they just stopped the trials. It was like, no, it's not worth it. And this is what a lot of medical people are saying, even in this country. Even in this country. Um, you know, this is not a a, a, a real tested uh, medication that is being pushed and pushed and pushed. Chloroquine, that's what it is, chloroquine. And it says, researchers called off a small Brazilian study on the, on the anti-malaria drug chloroquine ability to combat coronavirus after some participants experienced potential, potentially fatal heart complications. Um, the study, which was funded by the Brazilian state of Amazonas, administered the drug to 81 hospitalized patients to determine its effectiveness battling coronavirus. But researchers said they were forced to halt the study early as the potential safety hazards became apparent. Preliminary findings suggest that the higher dosage 10-day regimen should not be recommended for COVID-19 treatment because of its potential safety hazards. Researchers wrote such results forced us to prematurely halt patient recruitment to this arm. <clears throat> Roughly half of the patients in the study took a 50-milligram dose of chloroquine twice daily for five days, the report said. 
The other participants were given a single 600 milligram dose daily for 10 days. But within three days, some of the patients taking the higher dose experienced arrhythmia or irregular heartbeat. By the sixth day, 11 patients had died, though it was unclear if that was from coronavirus or complications related to the chloroquine. Chloroquine. C-H-L-O-R-O-Q-U-I-N-E, however you want to pronounce it. But anyway, the scientists said that the trend towards high fatality associated with the high dose by day six of follow-up resulted in a premature halting of administrating higher doses to patients. Okay? So that is what researchers in Brazil have found about the chloroquine. Okay, so why is the president of this country pushing this drug so so hard? Maybe it goes back to the, the maybe it just goes back to the point of he's he he can make money off of it. Okay, all right, I, I'm gonna look at it uh, a different way. Maybe someone associated with him in his family will be making money off the drug. If they should come up with a with a, a drug slash vaccine using this medication to to combat COVID nineteen, is that a better way to say it, of saying it? <laughs> Either way, this drug can kill you, kill some people. All right, all right. That, that, I mean, let's go on to put it out there. That's that's what it is. That's what it is. Now, is that saying? Not to take the medication? Well, that's your choice. If you happen to come down with COVID-19 or have symptoms and you want to try it out, go right ahead. But if they start talking about they want to give you large doses of the medication, tell them, no, that's okay. Let's just stay with the, with the, with the lower doses. Because <laughs> higher doses can lead to heart problems. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Now, this is in Brazil. Now, of course, some may say, well, you know, the, the doctors and things here in the United States are better, and they, they can figure out. Well, I don't know about you, but I don't want to take that chance. <laughs> I really don't. You know, in the long run, medicine is medicine. You know, it, it really is. It really is. Now, here's a here's another interesting fact that um that 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 a lot of people aren't aware. Of. You know, you're hearing all these great great statistics about you know so many deaths a day from the corona from COVID nineteen and how you know everybody waiting for it to flatten out and so forth and so on. Okay, now here's the catch to that. A lot of the individuals that are dying, quote unquote, from COVID nineteen, aren't really dying from COVID nineteen. Yeah, it's just another one of them fear mongering type of things. Okay, it, now what has happened? There, a lot of them have symptoms, you know, of COVID nineteen. However, it's incorporated with other health issues that these individuals may have at that time. That exacerbates the COVID-19, which causes, you know, more serious illness, possibly death. So don't 
think, and I think this is where a lot of Americans uh, are having issues, do not think that just because you have symptoms of COVID-19 that you are automatically going to die. Because that is not the case. That is not the case. All right? <laughs> you know, that's like every year when people get the flu. So many people die from it, so many people don't. That's because there's other issues that, medical issues, health issues that are involved in it and that may, you know, cause a, 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 a more severe reaction to the flu than just a person just having the regular flu. But, of course, they're not going to tell you that. They're not going to tell you that. Why? Because they don't want you to know. they rather have you in fear, have you worried. You know, I saw a post uh, on my Facebook page a couple of weeks ago where somebody came down with with, with um, symptoms of COVID-19. And they were like, oh, you know, I'm sitting here crying. Cause I don't know. And, and that is what they want you to do. Automatically just, ah, ah, I'm going to die. Oh, my God, I got it. I got it. I got the Rona. I got the Rona. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, like I said a couple of weeks ago, if I come down with some symptoms, hey, I'm just going to get me a six-pack of Corona, and me and the, the COVID-19, we going to Corona it out until I get better. <laughs> I know that that sounds a little harsh, doesn't it? But I mean, what what are you to do? I'm not going to be scared of it. And I've said it here on the show a lot of times, and I know some of y'all have reacted and said, you know, that's harsh. But it is. When it's your time, it's your time. There's nothing you're going to be able to do about it. There's no way you're going to be able to stop it. So live your life. Live your life. Okay. Practice social distancing, okay? Uh, you know, if you're going to stay at home, stay at home. It'll become a hermit until this thing is over with. Or live your life. Take precautions when you do go out. It, it, it's, it's that simple. But yet, you know, our, 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 our government has made it seem so hard. So hard. You know, <laughs> I was I was sitting in the park earlier today, and I was just looking at the the, the 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 animals, the squirrels, the birds, all those 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 creatures that are just flying around, running around. Even you know your pets, if you have you know pets at home, where you rub and you let them lick you and all that good stuff. And the question came. Okay, if, if this is such a bad thing, why is it not affecting any of them? Even though it is supposedly started from uh, a bat or what have you. It just makes you wonder, doesn't it? In addition to, I was reading an article last night where, <laughs> and this is what, what it, it really made me laugh, because now... Uh, um, where health organization authority officials are saying that if it gets on your shoe, it can last like 30, 30, 30 minutes on your shoes. If it get if the virus gets on your shoe, you know I'm like okay. So right now, this supposed virus, if it gets on anything of yours, you I mean from your, on your shoe now, it hops on your shoe. 
hops on your shoes. So are we are we say now let's start wearing shoe covers? Now, you know, as bowlers, we know what shoe covers are, but for those that don't know, the things you buy to put over your shoes to walk with, okay? I, you know, it, it's just one of those things where it, it, the more they come out with information, the less it is that, quote, unquote, they want you to live. I'm sorry. I'm not going to stop living because of COVID-19. I'm not. There was another study that came out I was reading earlier today before I came on the air where some of the patients in, uh, I think it was Italy. No, South Korea, South Korea, where they actually had COVID-19, supposedly recovered from it, but now are once again showing signs of COVID-19 symptoms. What are we to do, y'all? What are we to do? Just lock ourselves in the house and just say, oh, my. Because apparently this, you know, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Another study shown today says there's more than one strain now. There's three strains of it, an A strain, a B strain, and a C strain. No, mutating. So how... <laughs> You, you see how the more people begin to, you know, get tired and, and, and begin to live their life again, basically, they come up with more and more or more ways to put fear into you, into the into society. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just can't stop living for this thing, y'all. I'm sorry. I don't know about you, but I can't, and I'm not going to. <coughs> I'm not going to. Excuse me. But that's where we are now. That's where we are. A lot of governors are be, are extending the safe at home. Um, I'm not going to call it a lockdown, but home vacation or whatever you want to call it. You know, although, although, you know, 45 say, well, hopefully by May we want to open the country back up a little bit. You know, slowly, some governors have said the same thing, but yet they extended it out. So how are you going to open the country back up, but yet you want people to still stay home? I, I, I'm not figuring that out. I'm not. I'm not. I haven't figured that out yet. But I, when I do, I'll be. I'll let you know. I really will. But here's here's the bottom line on this whole situation. They cannot afford to keep losing this money, okay? That green stuff, the little cards or whatever, they can't afford to keep doing it. Now, normal Joes like me, you, and, and, and most of society, you know, we're not so uh, uh, bad to where we're not used to making things last, you know, without funds. Let's put it that way, without fun. But we know for a fact the the big dogs, the one percent, two percenters, you know, they they can't they, they they can't do that because their lifestyle is based on having those funds. Now this is just my opinion. 
But that's the way I see it. And the more the stock market um, stays low, the more oil prices stay low, the more money they're losing. Not to mention, uh, at this present time, a lot of other countries have told the United States, we no longer are going to supply you with anything. We're not going to do it. <laughs> We're not going to do it. And and I, I'll tell you, here's here's a, another interesting thing. You know, the president stands up there every day and says, well, we have all the masks, we have this, we have that. But what the, what what they are doing under the what is it, the Defense Production Act or something like that? I forgot what it was. But um, <laughs> what they're doing, they're hijacking shipments of masks and medicine, and, and, and you know, call themselves dishing. I mean, it's distributing it out, but they're only giving it to certain individuals. And most of the individuals, if it's those states are the ones that are quote-unquote supporting, listen to what I'm saying, supporting, supporting Mr. Trump. Or oh, I'm sorry, I don't want to get nobody upset with me. President Trump. <laughs> now, if you don't believe me, let me give you a, another story here that, that was quite interesting. Um, there was a shipment that was supposed to go to California. Okay, this California Union that had uh, I'm, I'm getting my notes here, y'all, so I can read it. I can read it to you. All right. <laughs> yeah. There's a promised stockpile of 39 million medical masks. Okay, that was supposed to be shipped to a California Union. From um, Australia. Now listen to this. From Australia. Alright. However, the FBI discovered that it was a scam. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't. And they, they actually traced it back to a broker in Australia and a supplier in Kuwait. Okay. So, 39 million medical masks. You know, okay. Yeah. But how did the FBI find that out? How, how did they figure that out? I'm going to tell you how. Because they were looking into whether the federal government could intercept the shipment through the Defense Production Act. So they weren't looking to try to help. They were looking to steal the mask themselves from California. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? They were looking to steal the mask themselves and just happened to find out that this was a scam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, do I need to say more about this? What's going on right now? Do I really need to say more about it? Thirty-nine million medical masks, man. You know, luckily at the time, you know, no payment had been, no um, funds had been transferred or anything like that, so nobody was really hurt. Except for the, the government should be embarrassed because they're looking to hijack them. They use the word intercept, but, the, the, you know, on the street, hijack. They were going to hijack them. This is for the plain and simple. No other term could be there. They were going to steal them, hijack them, uh, um, jack them. <laughs> That's what they were going to do. That's the only way.
way they figured out that it was a scam. They weren't looking out, you know, to look out for California and things like that. They're looking out this for their own interest. <laughs> you know, and here's the here's why a lot of the foreign countries right now are not cooperating with the United States is because they feel that our president is nothing but a big bully, an idiot. I, I mean, let's be honest. That's what they believe he is. And they refuse to, to, to help right now. You know, it's bad when you're supposed to be the biggest boy, biggest boy on the block, but nobody wants to help you, number one. And number two, you have the quote-unquote bad countries, the ones that's helping everyone. China is sending, sending thousands and thousands of masks and medication to Africa. Russia sending them to Iran, uh, Korea. I ain't even some to the United States. Even some to the United States. The same individuals that, you know, ah, they're, they're bad people, they're the bad people. But that's slowly beginning, that's slowly beginning to end as well. Because they no longer uh, 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 trust the United States. It's, it's nothing new. Because the Iranian uh, prime minister last year said the same thing. People are getting tired of the United States because the United States want to be your friend when they want to be your friend. Until you don't do something, you do something they don't like, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're the enemy. <laughs> you are the enemy. And what does that mean? Okay. Fine. Two can play this game. Two can play this game. Now that you need us, then let us show you how it feels. <laughs> now, Aaron, I know I know the pro the 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 the, the diehard Trumpers like, well, it was Obama's fault because he depleted the, the, the supply when he was in office for H1N1. <sighs> I, I'm going to tell y'all like this. Get off that train. Okay, get off that train. That train is not running anymore. Okay, because it wasn't just the Obama administration. It just wasn't the, the, the Bush administration. Okay, it, it was a few administrations. Quite, it was a lot of administrations. You know, this is not to say that there weren't um, uh, um, precautions in place, precautions in place to to actually handle this situation. But once again, for those that wanted a businessman to run the country, once the businessman took office, he deemed that they weren't necessary. You know, spending too much money on on. This unnecessary thing, a just-in-case scenario. Well, dang it, here we are. The just-in-case is reality now. And this country is not prepared. Hey, the citizens ain't even, weren't even prepared. I mean, let's, let's talk about when this first thing first went down. How, how everybody decided, well, I'm not going to say everybody because I'm not one. I know a lot of others that didn't do it. But those that immediately rushed to the grocery stores, buying all the toilet paper, all the meat, all the hand sanitizer, without giving a thought about their fellow humans. 
their fellow, their neighbor, the seniors, the elderly. Only thing it was about then was me, 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 me. And that's what this country is all about. Me, me, me. Here we are. Until the fourth month of 2020. Stuck. Stuck in an endless cycle of nothing. (laughs) That's where we are. That is where we are. And the question is, how long is this going to happen? Now go on. How long is this going to go on? The question right now is, mm-hmm. gas prices are the lowest they have been in years. In years. And guess what? You can't go anywhere. You cannot go anywhere In addition In addition He's feuding with one of the the, the, uh, uh, Doctors That that, you know Know more about this thing than he does Doctor what Fucci Yeah He's feuding with him because he goes up when he tells he he speaks he tells what's really going on. He's not trying to feed into a face. He's not trying to keep everybody happy. He's telling you this is the situation. This is what must be done. And of course, our administration has a problem with that because it contradicts the the the, the falsehood that they are putting out. <laughs> So don't be surprised after all this is over with that all of a sudden Dr. Fucci uh, gets relieved of duty. Okay? (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm just putting it out there for you. I'm putting it out there for you. Because that's... You know, and here's another interesting thing about it. The Republican Party, they're standing by and letting it happen. They're not saying anything. They're not correcting it with their constituents. They're just silent as little little mice. Yeah, let's support our guy. Now, here's a tweet from our uh, president, and it it is very interesting. Trump claims he, not the governors, has authority on opening state economies. President Trump on Monday said he, not state governors, has the ultimate authority to loosen restrictions on states as the coronavirus outbreak eases. Now, of course, legal experts are saying, yeah, no. No. Uh Uh-uh. Now he tweeted for the purpose of creating for 
The purpose of creating conflict and confusion, some in the fake news media are saying that it is the governor's decision to open up the state, not that of the president of the United States and the federal government. Let it be fully understood that this is incorrect. Now, here's my take on that. No. No, 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 no. Number one, you ain't shut nothing down. <laughs> How are you responsible for reopening something you didn't shut down? Remember, you called it a hoax. Remember, you said it was another ploy by the Democrat Party to, to uh, uh, win the November election. That's what this man said. Governors across the country are making decisions, handling their own business. Trumpers, take a look at this. Understand it. I know some of y'all die hard, and some of y'all say, I don't care what he do, he's still my guy. Fine. But somewhere in this universe, common sense has to kick in. <laughs> common sense has to kick in. I don't know. I don't know. Where do we go from here? What do we do? You know, it, it's <laughs> it's interesting. It's like the marijuana thing, right? The states have voted to legalize marijuana. The states have have control over their marijuana uh, uh, dispensaries, but the federal government says marijuana is illegal. Who's winning that battle? So if y'all believe that 45 has sole um, authority, whether he can reopen uh, economies and things in the state, no, 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 no. Hell, excuse my language, but hell, how the heck is he going to sit there and and tweet some crap like that when he he doesn't even want to help certain states? Let that sink in for a minute. He doesn't even want to help certain states because he feels the governors are crying and begging and they should have been prepared. But now you're going to tweet out and say, he, I am the only one that has the authority to reopen the economies of the state? No, dude. Get a grill. You do not. 345, I see you. Thank you for hanging out with me. Let me get a grip, dude. <laughs> Get a grip. No. No. In that case, why do you have governors? Why do you have state legislators? No. Why? So in that case, just make yourself king and, and be done with it. Yeah, not. Now, don't get it twisted because... If there was a way of doing it, I'm sure he would have thought of it by now and, and, and performed that feat. But thank you, that is not. <laughs> thank the most high, that is not a way for him to do that. But this this is what what we're dealing with right here. This is what we're dealing with right here. Not to mention that he's trying to bully Russia, 
and Saudi Arabia into dropping their oil production so oil prices will go back up. And that's all you've been hearing in some of the news, uh, local, you know, mainstream media about this decision. And, you know, they decided to cut oil. But what they are telling you is Mexico is saying, hold up, wait a minute. We're not joining that group right there. We're not doing that. Now, it's, it's interesting because Mexico could throw, it, it could throw a big wrench into whether the oil prices are going to go back up or not. Now, don't get it wrong. Mexico is a little little figure in, in the oil production industry. However, however, see, Mexico is not hurting right now. They're hurting, but they aren't hurting because Mexico has a, a, a clause. It's called the hedge, okay? And in case that oil prices should dip, below a certain amount, they still can sell their oil at I think right now what they're they can sell it at like forty three dollars a barrel. Yeah. Yeah. Now that is that is a whole lot better than, you know, the rest of the world uh they're selling selling on the stock market right now. So Mexico is like in the catbird seat. If they were to join if they were to join this disagreement between OPEC and uh, and the G20, non-OPEC nations, they would end up losing money on this thing. Okay? They, <laughs> so Mexico is like, yeah, no, it's not happening. We're not doing this. We're not doing it. You know, so that that is it is it's throwing a big big monkey wrench into this this oil all um, agreement that that these nations are trying to come up with right now. Because the longer it stays below the $30, $40 a barrel mark, the more money uh, certain oil companies are, going, are losing big time, including especially those in the United States, the shell, the shell oil, uh, the fracking. Uh, yeah, they're losing money. They're losing big time money. Now I know some of y'all saying, "Well, let's talk." You know, that's that, that, that's really not good because a lot of people are losing their jobs. And okay, I understand that. I, I I do. I do. I understand that. But at the same time, you know, this fracking that they do, the oil companies do, is not good for the environment. It's not. It's causing a whole lot more disastrous weather than activity than most people know about. A lot more earthquakes in places that never had earthquakes before. You know, because they take water and shoot it down into the ground, in the cracks and crevices, you know, loosening up the earth, which loosens up the titanic plates. They're not titanic, but... Yeah, the, the the yeah, and it's causing a whole lot more issues. So there's good and bad there, but we know what the bottom line in this whole thing is. It's about the dollar, and the United States cannot afford to let the value of the dollar drop anyway, because that you think the economy. They say the economy is bad now. Let the dollar lose its value. 
That's the main reason why the United States goes to war with a lot of countries. That's why the United States removes a lot of presidents and, and, and leaders from foreign countries, to include Venezuela. Because a lot of them countries say enough of this dollar crap. We finna make our own currency. We finna make our own money valuable. And the United States says, no, we're not going to do that. You are not going to do that. We're not going to let you. You got to go. <laughs> Woody woo. <sighs> I just love it. Okay, we halfway through, y'all. Um, hey, you want to say anything about what we're talking about or what I'm about to talk about? 347-838-8622 is the number. You can email me at ericletstalk at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Let's see. Chat room. 345 says, low gas prices. Washington Post says that it will hurt American oil companies, help Middle East peace, and damage U.S. relations with Saudi Arabia. How so? Well, number one, you know, Saudi Arabia is a big, 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 um, (laughs) it's supposed to be a big ally of the United States, right? Okay. So, Let's not forget after the so-called attacks by Iranian uh, supported people on the oil fields in Saudi Arabia, the United States sent soldiers over there to guard those oil fields. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. Okay? Now, the reason it is because Saudi Arabia... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it has some of the, is one of the richest oil companies in the all countries in the world. They 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 are the bomb diggity. They can control the market by themselves, actually, if they really wanted to. That's why Russia had to get into it because because uh, um um um. Saudi Arabia was was dropping was upping their their production, which was forcing prices down. So 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 Russia said, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, no 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 no, we just can't let you corner the market like that. So we're gonna up our our, our oil supply. So now you got both of them, but the problem is the United States can't match them, couldn't match them. So you got these two fighting over the market, and the United States sitting back like, oh whoa 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 whoa, whoa, whoa wait 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 wait." You're hurting, you're hurting us over here. That's why all of a sudden the president had to make this big speech about he, you know, got to have this meeting and get them get an agreement done. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, also, coming out of the chat room says I can't see how anything can damage U.S. relations with any other country. More than what 45 has done single-handedly. That is true. There's no argument there. He has damaged a whole lot of relationships with the whole world. Not just uh, Saudi Arabia, Iran, Russia, China, the whole world. India even right now is saying, look, man, leave us alone. We're not going to give you anything because we got to take care of our own right now. And the more you threaten us, the more you threaten us, 
the less we're going to help you. India. You know, India has got backbones. Hey, we're not helping you. You're on your freaking own. You wanted America first? Well, now you got America first. And only America. <clears throat> Get yourself out of it. <laughs> and that's where we are right now. That's where we are. <laughs> yeah. That's where we are. Yeah, that is true, 45. Um, there was a newscast in India where a journalist called him an out-of-touch idiot. An out-of-touch idiot. Now, I know some people have called him a little worse than that, but out-of-touch idiot, it seems a little modest from what I, I'm sure a lot of them are calling him behind closed doors. But I'm not going to beat on this too much longer. <laughs> even though I could, this is not what I wanted to talk about. Even though I could, uh, yeah. So that's that's why gas prices are really low right now. Uh, will they stay that way? Eh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. You know, apparently uh, this agreement is supposed to last until twenty 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 two. I think it is. Yeah, I think it's twenty twenty two, and. Uh, you know, where they supposed to slowly decrease the barrels of oil they pump out a day? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We, we're going to see how this works. We're going to see how this works. Right now, it, it may be a good it, it is a good thing that oil prices are down. You know, the only bad thing is we can't go anywhere to enjoy the, <laughs> the low prices. All right. We'll take a, take a caller here. <laughs> yeah. Isn't this fun? All right. Area code three zero two. Welcome to the show. Who do I have here? And where you calling from? Hello, Mister Talk. This is Antoinette calling from Delaware. Well, hello, Antoinette. How are you? Hey. It's been a while. I'm fine. Yes, and you still have that laugh that I just. Oh left. yeah, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so happy to hear that, All and I'm right. so happy to hear you. I'm so happy to be here. Well, thank you. I'm glad to have you. It's been a minute. What you got for me? I know you hey. always got some good insight. Well, did you know that China, because Trump had threatened, because Trump had said not threatened, because Trump keeps calling this virus um, Chinese virus, China virus, and blaming China for the virus, that China mm-hmm. said that they are going to stop sending the medicine and, you know, the mask and everything. But mm-hmm. keep in mind, the majority of our the majority of our medicines come from China. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're going to stop sending it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, so and that's, that's going to hurt saying. a lot of people behind what 45 is doing. <laughs> going to already is hurting. It, it really yes. is. Oh, Lord, but he's really going to put, you know, if nobody doesn't feel that it's, Affecting you, you know how usually when a president comes in, you know, like, yeah, they were there and they're gone, and, you know, you really don't feel the effects of it, and everyone, mm-hmm. you know, well, not everyone, but a lot of people say, well, Trump is good for black people, Trump has helped us, and, you know, well, how's he helping you now? <laughs> Especially when 
you're not going to be able to get your medications and things like that. I mean, you see already you're on house arrest. You can't leave your house. You have a curfew and everything because we're mm. disobedient children. Mm. We have to be in at a certain time. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that is true. That is true. Yeah. yeah no I mean, when, do you, that, when but, do your children have to uh, be in at a certain time? they disobedient. They did something that they had no business doing or said something. So what do you do? You put them on punishment. They can't go out. You know, you take yeah. their toys from them. So, take their toys from them. Yeah. <laughs> now, let's just hope he doesn't take away the Internet from us anytime soon. Oh, wow. You know what? <laughs> there just might be a, a uprising if that was to happen. <laughs> yeah. Even from even from his own base, I don't think that <laughs> that'd be a good move. It really yeah, wouldn't be. But, yeah, I mean, but look, I mean, it's already you. You know, you can't you can't be out there after a certain hour. Better not go out, and now you better not go out without your face covered. You know, you gotta have your mouth and everything covered so you don't breathe on anyone. And you got to stay apart from everyone. So what's that if it isn't a punishment? <laughs> you know, I, I actually, actually never looked at it from that point of view. But that's <laughs> that is a good point. You know, point. you can't that play with your friends. Point. You can't talk to your yeah. friends. You on punishment. You know you're yeah. disobedient, and you know you talk <laughs> too much. You tell what's going on in this house, and you're not supposed to. You don't say something you wasn't supposed to say to somebody. Now you know better. Now you got to be on punishment, and yes, because mm. you did this. Yes, your brother and sister going to be on punishment with you. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> that is outstanding, right there. I like that. Green <laughs> Beasley, welcome to the show. <laughs> that is outstanding. <laughs> oh, well, you. yeah, you know. Well, back, back to the China thing, though. Yeah. I, I, you know what? And can you really blame them? You know, you got no. this blustering idiot, you know, that's, that's you know, they, you just can bully everybody into doing what you want them to do. And now the tables are turned. and like, ah, uh-huh, what you going to do? What you going to do? You yep. know? <laughs> yeah, so now we got to be punished for what the child does in the White House. Mm. The orange- yeah. The Orange Cheeto president. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> I got something in the chat room that says, uh, I think that is more of a control issue because we know that he is a control head. Yeah. Yes, he wants to be a dictator. You see how he praises all the other dictators. Mm-hmm. You know, that one from Korea, and, you know, he wished that he had his power and stuff like that. You know, so he, he praises dictators. He wants to be a dictator, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I had uh, not too long ago I just said that. You know, if there's a way where he could make himself king or whatever, he probably would try to do it. <laughs> he yeah. probably would try to do it. You know, but well, when we start hearing him saying King Donald, <laughs> <laughs> well, he already kind of told you. He said he's the chosen one, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. And he is so the savior. You know, he's here to save you. And you better not say anything against him because then he he doesn't want to help you. He doesn't want to help your state if you're if you don't show that you have any gratitude towards him. If you're not thanking him and kissing your master's feet, then what's going to happen? Well, we're not going to give you nothing. Yeah, 
That 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 you hit it right on the head right there. That that is that's that's it. That's it. And the other countries right now are saying, Okay, fine, handle it yourself. You don't need us. Mm-hmm. You you said it over and over. You don't need us, so handle it yourself. We'll take care of our own. You know? Yes. And we'll help and we'll help the rest of the world. You know, yes. but you out there on your own little island, you deal with it. Yeah, well we're seeing the fall of the superpower. Remember, the United States has always been a superpower, always in everybody's business, instead of mm-hmm. taking care of your own. So we're we're seeing the fall right. of the superpower behind the orange man. Behind the orange man. Yep. <laughs> I like that. The, the fall behind the orange man. The orange <laughs> man, I like that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That, that's outstanding. Oh, all right, Phew. all right. Thank you, Antoinette. Oh, you <laughs> it's good to hear your voice. Oh, no, I, I want to. Okay, well, you thank you. Go ahead. I'm gonna hang I up wanna... and listen. Okay. All right. Okay. Bye. All right. I, I want to switch gears, man, because I, I want to get a little bit off this, this, this orange man, and I want to talk about something that happened. Uh, that happened uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, and. You know, when I heard this happen, you know, it took me back to my days when I was in the military and during the first Gulf War. And uh, it was interesting. And I'll let you hear what happened first, and then we'll go on from there because it's <laughs> this is just totally crazy. All right, hold on. Here you go. Acting U.S. Navy Secretary Thomas Modley told the crew of U.S. aircraft carrier Theodore Roosevelt that their former Captain Brett Crozier was either, quote, stupid or ill-willed for writing a scathing letter about the Navy's response to a coronavirus outbreak aboard his ship. That's according to U.S. officials who spoke to Reuters. One of the officials said Modley's comments angered the crew, who were already upset at his surprise decision on Thursday to relieve Captain Brett Crozier of his command. The crew applauded Crozier when he was forced out following the leak of his letter. The officials said Modley gave the speech over the weekend while the carrier was docked in Guam, and it was broadcast on the ship's loudspeakers. A U.S. official confirmed that Modley took aim at Crozier for the leaking of the letter, saying if he didn't think it would be made public, he was, quote, too naive or too stupid to be a commanding officer of a ship like this. The alternative is that he did this on purpose. Crozier has since tested positive for the coronavirus, and Democrats in Congress have called for an investigation into his dismissal. All right. Like I said, this happened a couple of a couple of weeks ago, and I, I did I wasn't on the air last week, so I, I and I wanted to talk about this. Uh, number one, number one, I myself salute this commander. I really do because he had the the the, the, the safety of his crew. He had the safety of his crew, uh, and uh, you know, first he put that first, and. You know, I was in the Army, so I really can't say anything about being on a, a, a ship, you know, out in the middle of the ocean where everybody's coming down with this so-called virus. But I can just imagine the chaos it was causing. And, and when you just be out there floating and no one's trying to give you any help, it, it has to be nerve-wracking, especially as a leader. 
Um, this was an outstanding move to me. Whether it, it, he meant for it to get out or whatever, whatever, it, it really didn't matter. Doesn't matter to me because my personal opinion is it was a good move. Now, the acting secretary at that time was Mobley, Molly, and what what this this little clip didn't tell you was that. Um, he was he was relieved. He wasn't really relieved for the letter getting out more that it caused embarrassment and and created chaos in Washington D.C. over this letter popping up. So they were more embarrassed than anything about it. That's that's the bottom line. Okay. Now what what else are they telling you about this? And all they they say you know yeah he sent this letter he wrote this letter. And some kind of way it got uh, into the media and it, it got published and, you know, basically all heck broke loose. And he was naive, but his his sellers loved him. They, they, you know, they, they appreciate him. But here's something else that, that nobody knew about. Senior officers aboard the nuclear uh, aircraft carrier, you know, offered to sign a revealing letter about the dire situation on that ship, Okay only to be denied by the ship's commander, Captain Brett Cozier. He feared their careers and denied their requests. All right? <laughs> Y'all hear that, right? He wasn't the only one. But as a commander and a person that really cares about your soldiers, it looked like, look, all right, no, y'all don't do this. Don't do it because... You know, the back the backlash is not going to be nice about this. You know, then he took it upon himself to do that. I mean, that is outstanding. That is outstanding. But what happened is he got caught up in the political game like always. You know, because you have... <sighs> okay. He got caught up in the political game. All right, because you have the spineless individuals that sit up in their office all day that have no idea what goes on out there on those ships or in, in a war zone or on the ground or what have you. So once the heat comes down, because believe me, he came down on this one, because, you know, the orange man, as Antoinette said, uh, the Cheeto man, you know, he even commented on it. But the heat came down, and the acting sec now, which is short for Secretary of Navy. All right, I learned that from NCIS. <laughs> but anyway, um, when he came down, instead of him standing up for this commander, he just went ahead and went off the went off the left field. He went off the left field, and so they relieved this captain. I mean, this commander. I don't know whether he's captain or not. They relieved him. You know. Um, it, 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 it's, it's crazy because the numbers that's coming off the, the, the people that's infected that were infected on that ship right now are is just crazy. Right now, I think it's like 600. Yeah, something like 600 people have tested positive right now for, for the um, virus. And that's close quarters, y'all. That's really close quarters. Yeah, it was a full-page letter. He sent a full-page letter out uh, to over 20 recipient, recipients. Yeah. 
Yeah. Ain't that crazy? Ain't that crazy? You know, and he was fired on April the 2nd by Tobias Marley. Yeah. According to Marley, Crozier violated military protocols circumventing the chain of command by sending the letter to a group of people. Marley said that there that while he did not know how the letter got to the media, there was a proper way for Crozier to handle his concerns. If he didn't think that if he didn't think that information wasn't going to get out into the public in this information age that we live in, then he was either a too naive or too or too stupid to be a commanding officer of a ship like this. The alternative is that we that he did this on purpose. Of course, since that has happened, Molly has uh, has encountered a whole lot of backlash for what he said. And he ended up having, they say he resigned, but I'm sure there was a meeting to say, you got to go, dude, because what you've done is even worse than, 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 than uh, <clears throat> what this commander supposedly done, did. You know, um, and it's all about embarrassing the command. That's what it's about, embarrassing the command. Now, being a veteran, I can tell you, man, I, I salute this guy. His his crew loved him. Even when he was walking off the ship, they were uh, cheering and clapping and, and chanting for him. That's outstanding when your troops love you that much. You know, I, I'm going to tell you all a story. And this is why I can relate and I applaud this, this commander. During the first Gulf War, when it first kicked off, man, we got deployed uh, to Kuwait, uh, Saudi, you know, Saudi Arabia. And we were supposed to spend so many months at, at a port, you know, getting a, a, accustomed to the weather, the humidity, and stuff like that. Well, at this time, we had a commander, I'm not going to call his name, um, that was so intent on getting a ribbon for being in a quote-unquote war zone, he decided to take us and move us out into the desert all on his own without any, without any, listen to me, any orders. The only supplies we had were what we brought over with us, okay? And we weren't attached to anybody at that time, so we're just one little one little 300-man unit going to move out in the middle of the desert on our own. On our own. I mean, when I say no support, I mean we had no support except for what we brought. So after a few days, you know, there were no no um, cooked meals. You know, MREs were running low. You know, we really had no facilities to use, and at that time, facilities, you know, were basically some oil, some some barrels, you know, y'all don't want to know. But anyway, <laughs> he took us out here. He actually took us out in the middle of a desert, contrary to what uh, our leaders were telling him. This is not a good idea. That don't do. No, no, no. He wanted this ribbon, this this combat ribbon, so freaking bad, he moved us all out. We stayed out there for at least two weeks. Two weeks. We had no mission. As I say, we weren't attached to anyone. So we're just a unit in the big desert with green camouflage just sitting. 
just sitting. But thank the most high, some kind of way, word got back about what had happened, and a uh, two-star general happened to fly out and had a conversation with this commander. And needless to say, within 12 hours, we're back at port. Okay, we're back at port. <laughs> we had out, you know, where we were supposed to be at from the beginning. Now, why am I telling y'all this story? Because there are two type of commanders, uh, leaders when it comes to the military. Those that only care about themselves and those that care about their, their troops. Okay, when I say troops, I mean soldiers, sailors, Marines, whatever. All right. And Crozier is one of those that cared more about his soldiers than his own career. And you have to applaud that. There's no way you cannot applaud that because that is outstanding. Green Beasley said he should have been fired. He violated protocol. No. Green Beasley, I can guarantee you, he did not violate protocol from the beginning. I can I I I 99% sure he did not do make that decision at the beginning. He probably sent word up the channel more than one, twice or three times. I I'm sure. And word probably came back, "No, nah, you'll be okay. Just implement uh 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 safety procedure so and so and we'll deal with it when you get back." See, <laughs> once again, when you're dealing with political, military leaders, the welfare of the soldier, as they like to say all the time, plays no role in anything. It's how good I can look when I can say this unit, this whatever uh, 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 was did this, did that, and when it's time for recommendations for the higher rank or the higher office, I'm first in line because on my OER, this is what I did, says what I did. And it looks good. Screw what you put the soldiers through. Screw what the soldiers had to go through. So to say he violated the protocol, no, that was just their excuse to make it look as though he was completely wrong. But I'm 99% sure that this guy didn't just do this out the blue as they were making it seem. Especially not to have the support of his whole crew. There's no way. There's no way. Now, as I say a lot of times, you have to understand key words, key statements that these individuals use when they decide they want to get rid of someone. I say it all the time. And once again, here's another situation. He violated protocol. Now, by putting that out, basically what they're saying is if the heat comes down too much and we can get away with it, we can court-martial this guy. We can court martial if if 
if we can get enough support. Because he violated protocol. No, what he did was he embarrassed people. He showed them that their thought process wasn't about taking care of soldiers, wasn't about the safety of the sailors on that ship. It was about the safety of their political office, their political aspirations. And for anybody out there don't think these officers don't have political aspirations and don't be hobnobbing with the, you, you, you're out there in the, in the field by yourself because that's exactly what it's about. These one-star, two-star colonels, full birds, oh, that's all they they, they, they thinking about. Especially if they're up there in Pentagon. What can I do to make that next star? What can I have my soldiers do to help me get this next position? Just like our commander back in, in Saudi Arabia. He wasn't thinking about us. Okay, he was thinking about that combat ribbon he wanted so bad to make his OER look good. Soldiers don't matter. When you when you when you when you look at the political uh, 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 part of it, soldier sellers don't matter. So it takes leaders like uh, Commander Crozier to look out for the soldiers, the individuals, and put his career on the line. You know, I have no problem with him doing that. Twenty letters, trust me, twenty. 20, he sent the letter, a four-page letter out to 20 recipients. 20. That is a lot. It being the same outcome. He made a decision contrary to his commanding officer. That is not tolerated in the U.S. military. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah. But once again, Beasley, once again, no. That is not tolerated. I, I'm reading this last line. That is not tolerated in the U.S. military. Yeah, well, sort of it is, Beasley, except for when you have the president commenting on it, you know, and you want to stay in his good graces. <laughs> Especially for someone you know that fires anybody that contradicts anything he says. Look, you know what? Regardless whether whether he you know contrary to his commanding officer, whatever. Good job, commander. Good job. Good job, because you did what a commander supposed to do. Look out for the safety of your your. Troops. That's right. Your troops. Because we know, uh, you know, those, those other people that sit up in, in, we call it the White House, and we're not specifically talking about the White House, but command, you know, our command structures, they can care less about what goes on until something like this happens. You know, after they have ignored us, after we continue to, you know, and look, something needs to be done. This situation is getting out of hand. I've done everything I can right now. I need some help. I need some help. I need some help. 
I didn't get any help. Well, now I have to make a decision. And as it says, his senior officers on the boat wanted to write letters also. See, and that's the point nobody is paying attention to. His senior officers wanted to write letters as well. And instead of letting them put their careers at, 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 at stake, he said, no, don't do it because it will hurt you. It could end your career. Let me do it. Yeah, here we go. In defense of national security, there are times when information available to the public can be insightful and create panic. Oh, really? Like saying there's a virus out there and everybody needs to stay home and be quarantined until we say different? Like that? <laughs> yeah. And see, someone else come out of the chat room says the fact that he had to send 20 letters to 20 different people leads credence to the fact that no one responded in the first place. It only took one person to respond to resolve the issue. No one else had the balls to do anything to do anything. Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. That's definitely called, as we used to say in the Army, leading from the front. Leading from the front. I'll take this one. I'll take this for the team. As long as I know y'all be taken care of, I'll take it for the team. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, these are, I mean, national security, right? Yeah, national security. When information is available to the public. So what 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 did uh, making sure your soldiers got a port call so they can get taken care of medically violated national security? Hmm? What part of that violated national security? The fact that there were soldiers out on a ship in the middle of the ocean that were sick and nobody was doing anything about and we can't really tell anybody about that because it makes the military, the Navy look bad. The Navy brass look bad. Was that the national security that couldn't be let out? <laughs> Maybe it was. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. But I don't see it like that. And yes, I'm going to tell you, when I was in the military, yes, I fought for myself majority of the time. I used to get in trouble all the time for running my mouth. Because if it was dumb, it was dumb. My, my squad, we had a saying in my squad. Okay? And the saying was, don't do dumb S-H-I-T. That's what, that, that was the motto. And any soldier mind to tell you, I used to go toe-to-toe a whole lot of times with leadership about crazy. Because if it didn't make sense, as a leader, you're supposed to let it be known. It doesn't make sense. Why? It's, please explain this. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, Mr. Tom, there's a tactful way of saying it. You know what? Sometimes tactful... Is too soft. 
Sometimes you just need to put it out there as it is. Screw the tactfulness. You know, take one for the team and move on. Yeah. 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 Uh, Beasley says, you do not question the motives of your superior officer. You carry out this his order without reservation. This is a yeah. That's how I made high work today. But no, no, not when I was a leader. It wasn't high work. I'm not carrying on anything that was without reservation. If I thought there was an issue with it, because more than just my life was on the line. Sometimes, see what what people don't understand. Sometimes. There's a better way that just hasn't been presented. So sometimes you have to speak up saying, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. This this is not this may not be the best way of doing this. Let's let's work this out here. You come to a compromise. Or you just have to stand up on, on, on your two feet, grab them in your hands and say, Look, no, that's not how this is gonna work. Now I'm going to say something, and most NCOs in the, in the Army know what I'm about to say. You know, first lieutenants are notorious. Second lieutenants. Second lieutenants are notorious for coming in and, and trying to tell you what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. You know, one, two years out of college or what have you. And NCOs will tell you the heartbeat, yeah, no, it's not going to work like that. <laughs> no. No, any leader that just does things without reservation, without the welfare of their troops in, in mind, you're not a leader. You're not a leader. You're punk. And the soldiers know it. And the soldiers won't trust you. They won't. They won't. But anyway. Once again, as I said before, um, yeah, hats off to um, Commander Crozier. Um, job well done. Hope you get better. You know, enjoy your retirement because they're going to let him retire. <laughs> yeah, they're going to let him retire. He's going to be all right. Um, let's see. What, what else? There's one more thing I wanted to talk about today. Um yeah, I kind of got caught up in that for a moment. But I had to because that had been eating on me for the last two weeks or so. I had to get that out. Um, apparently, apparently, the first wave of stimulus checks were deposited into some Americans' bank accounts over the weekend. And, uh, you know, so they have begun the $1,200, the $500, the $2,400, or what have you whatever you're supposed to, you know, get. Um, supposedly, the IRS has started, uh, you know, depositing those in their account over the weekend. Of course, first it was like, well, you were supposed to do it, and they were supposed to do it on the ninth, so it kind of fell behind, so they went ahead and deposited on, 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 on the weekend. I mean, over the week, this last weekend. And apparently there, you know, should be more coming. Um. <laughs> Yeah, it says millions more can expect to receive theirs in the coming weeks. Um, 
Yeah. Now, Fred can retire and play shuffleboards with Jim Comey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Anyway, um, the IRS also, you know, because I, I, I guess they really figured out there's going to be some people that, that want to know when they're going to get their money and how they're going to get their money. Well, to help taxpayers check the status of their payment, the IRS is rolling out a tracking Sorry, a tracking tool called Get My Payment. Y'all better write this down because I know some of y'all going to be wanting it, wanting to find out. It's called Get My Payment, and they're supposed to roll this out by April the 17th, which is four days from now. And the tool will also let users update their direct deposit information with the IRS. So y'all got Y'all, y'all want to get that again? It's called Get G-E-T, my, M-Y, payment, P-A-Y-M-E-N-T, okay? And this is supposed to also let you update your direct deposit, the direct deposit information with the IRS. So if you haven't been filing taxes or you have and you really haven't been, uh, uh, you've been receiving your check in the mail or what have you, now's the time to use this. for start four days from now, so be, be on the lookout for that. Um, they also unveiled an online tool for low-income Americans who do not typically file taxes to enter their banking information to receive a payment. All right. So the IRS is, is, is going to roll this out this Friday. And um, it's, it's no, it just says, it doesn't say it's .com. It just says, get my payment. So I guess you just type it into your search engine and it should pop up. Good question, B, the getmypayment.com. No, it doesn't say that. It just says get my a tool tracking tool called Get My Payment by April 17th. It doesn't say .com or any of that other stuff. All the words are separate. Get My Payment by April 17th. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. But by chance, you follow me on Instagram or Twitter or you shoot me uh email, I'll double check and um if it does have a um dot com, which it probably will. Or it may be on the IRS website. So you may want to check that out anyway. It doesn't give any basically any more information than that. So we'll see. We'll see. We we keep we keep our eye on it for you. Okay. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And let's see, we covered this one already, but I'll go over for those that came in late. The WHO said not all people who recover from the, the virus, the COVID-19, have antibodies to fight a second infection. Raising questions as to whether or not patients develop immunity after surviving COVID-19. All right, so we're going to reopen the country here slowly but surely, but, uh, you know, if you had it once, you may get it again. I don't know. I don't know. You would think it'd be the other way around, but it's still an unknown. Still an unknown. Unknown disease. Um, you know what? That's that's about all I have for right now that I can see that I really, 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 really wanted to talk about. So, 
Y'all got anything y'all talk to me about real fast? Those that's on the phone lines or in the chat room, 347-838-8622. You can email me, ericletstalk at gmail.com. Twitter, driven for for life 62 Instagram, Eric Jackson 201 Okay, so those are all the ways you can talk to me. You can talk to me. Um, you know what, dog? I mentioned this earlier in the show as well, and I'm going to go ahead and, and mention this again. Hey, well, know what y'all need to do? Write your, your, your representatives and tell them they need to give the post office some money. All right, because the post office is suffering real bad as far as funds. And 45 has said if they go ahead and put a stimulus package together, and if there's any hint of any money that's supposed to go to the post office, he's not going to sign it. All right, he's not going to sign it. You know, there was a bill that passed that gave them a, but between a 10 and $13 billion grant, you know, which was to help them get through this spring. And they didn't have to pay it back. However, now funds are um, funds are, are really, really uh, 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 kind of hurting right now, you know, for the post office. And some are saying the post U.S. post office may not make it through September, make it to September. So y'all need to need to get with your your your, people, your, your representatives. Tell me, hey, look, y'all need to do something about that, you know. And the only reason why, only reason why he's he's having, you know, he's decided he's not going to help the the post office because he feels they don't charge Amazon enough for shipping, which goes back to a feud he's had with Jeff Bezos, the the CEO of Amazon. Once again, retribution is <laughs> retribution, man. I mean, it seems to be the thing. It seems to be the thing with with this guy right here. You know, he fires people. Uh, uh, for for standing up for doing what the law says is supposed to be done, uh, as long as you know, <laughs> it, it, look, I, I'm trying to say this in a politically correct way, but look, let's gonna say, be honest, he get rid of people because they speak out against whatever he feels they shouldn't speak out for, whether it's against them or for him, you know, he doesn't care. He thinks you betrayed him, you're gone. Like the latest, the one of the inspector generals he just fired last week. How how much is this gonna go on, y'all? Well, hopefully, well we we'll see in November. We'll see in November. Maybe you have a few more months. Maybe you have four more years. We'll see in November. Then again, dun 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 dun. Maybe we won't see in November. Do y'all think they're going to push the election back? Or do y'all think they're going to go ahead with the mail-in campaign? Man, can can you not see all the problems that that would create? Oh, man. Can you imagine if by chance mail-in ballot, then the election come up to where 45 lost? Can you see the lawsuits and the battles going on from there? Oh, that would be nerve-wracking, wouldn't it? Be interesting, but nerve-wracking. <laughs> Woo! My goodness. My goodness. Woo! But, as I said earlier in the show as well, 
As long as you're watching the the, the mini rallies that he have every afternoon, you know, uh, 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 what word am I looking for? The mini rallies he have disguised as COVID nineteen briefs. Hey, he he he's got up he's got an upper hand on Joe Biden. Cause Joe Biden seems like Joe Biden just disappeared, you know, out of sight, out of mind. You know, people remember that too, out of sight, out of mind. Bernie has dropped out the Democratic race. He's endorsed Joe Biden. So, but does that guarantee that he would get the young African American Latino vote to jump over to Joe Biden? I don't think so. However, however. However, it really depends on who Joe Biden picked as a running mate. Now, he has come out and said it will be a woman. The question is, which woman will it be? (laughs) That is going to be interesting. It is. Elizabeth Warren, Camilla Harris, uh, who else out there, y'all? I mean, those two I can just think of off the top of my head. Hey, go and get Sarah Palin. Oh, I forgot. She on the other side, right? (laughs) And a chance to be vice president. Y'all don't think she would switch up? (laughs) I got it. Go and get Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. Stormy Daniels. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Okay, I done got out there a little bit now. I've gotten out there a little bit. But, yeah, Joe said he's going to pick a female running uh, mate. So we'll see who it is, and then we'll, I guess we have to um, see what his chances are after that is done. You know, I know a lot of people yelling Michelle Obama. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. But honestly speaking, if Michelle was to say yes, yeah, he would win. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. He would win. Yeah, yeah, he would. Because people love Michelle Obama. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. But we will see. We will see. Ah, let's see. Something just came up here real fast. We got about nine minutes. All right, the last call for y'all to want to say anything. Um, before we get out of here, remember what I told y'all earlier? Uh, the tweet about the president saying that he has the um, it's his call and decide how and when to reopen the economy. Yeah, well, the governors. Governors from both parties were quick to push back on that idea and was unclear what authority Trump has to overrule them. <laughs> so the governors aren't even, even even going for that right now. You know. And we know, let's be honest, let's be honest. We know a lot of times Trump will throw something out there, no proof, no whatever. He just It just comes off the top of his head and there it is. Just something to get attention keep people talking about him, which works in an election year, right? Yeah. So, we will see. Um, Beaver said, Joe Biden is weak and Malibu, he did and say anything to get your vote. I'll vote for Trump. <laughs> okay, Beasley. Okay. Well, I'm not arguing with you about Joe Biden. 
Yeah, something is wrong with Joe. I really think so. And I think he is the wrong choice, but hey, I'm not I'm not in that game. So anyway. All right, y'all. Like I said, we're going to get up out of here. I want to thank everybody for hanging out with me today. Uh, Beasley, it's good to see you. Glad you can be back. Um, 345. Hey. Uh, Esotericism, thank you for hanging out with us. Appreciate it. 2847, yes. 5782, Cubs. Triple one. Thank you for hanging out, May. <laughs> That's probably who it is. Um, anyway. I want to thank everybody for hanging out, man. We're going to be back here. We're going to try and be back here again Monday. Speaking of Mondays, I, I apologize for last Monday. Hey, allergies took head control, so nothing that I can do about that. But hey, we'll try and make another, get another show here in um, next Monday. So y'all have a great week. Look out for those checks for those that's supposed to get it. And remember, if you don't know, hey, what is it? Get my payment. Supposed to be a site about April 17th. Hey, check it out. All right? So until then, man, y'all have a great week. And I'll see everybody back here next Monday, 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific. We're going to take y'all out of here with a little Colt Ford. I know y'all, a lot of y'all don't know about him, but it's all good. The driving song. You know, because sometimes, man, I ain't going to lie. I'll be sitting in the house so long, just start going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I just get out and start driving. I do. I, I just drive around. Then come home. Come back in the house. <laughs> Go sit in the park. You know. Yeah. Just get out. Okay? You ain't got to be talking to nobody. Just get out. But anyway, until next week, man, y'all have a good one. And keep living. That's all I'm going to say. Remember, keep smiling. Show appreciation. Forgive with open heart. But make sure you're forgiving yourself first. Biggest, best thing, learn to laugh at yourself, baby, because you can laugh at yourself. Everything else is groovy. We out. Bye. Brave enough to bust out city lights in my sights. I gon' do it upright.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.